And I want to say this tonight to the church. I appreciate you standing up and testifying. Amen. Just don't let it ever stop. Can I get an amen right there? You say, well, I didn't get in on one tonight. Well, there's always Sunday morning, isn't there? And Sunday night and Wednesday night. And uh, get in on it. Keep it alive. Amen. We need it, don't we? Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Amen. If, I, if you've been redeemed, then I'll tell you every now and then, and I don't mean far, I don't mean far spans when I say that. Uh, every now and then you ought to say so in church. You say, I don't know what to say. Like that young man, you could say a lot of things, but if you didn't say nothing to what that young man said, I'm glad I'm saved. That's a whole lot to thank him for. Isn't that right? And I appreciate him tonight. I want to read two verses of Scripture, 2 Samuel chapter 23 and verse number 9. The Bible says, And after him was Eleazar, the son of Dodo, the Ahohite, one of the three mighty men with David, when they defied the Philistines that were there gathered together to battle. And the men of Israel were gone away. And he arose and smote the Philistines until his hand was weary. And his hand clave unto the sword. And the Lord wrought a great victory that day. And the people returned after him only to spoil. Heavenly Father, Lord, I want to thank you for your presence tonight. Oh, how we need you in this hour. Thank you for the good singing. Thank you for the good testifying. Help us now. I pray these next few moments in the word of God. Give us something that will be strength for the journey. And we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. We do pray. Amen. And amen. You can be seated tonight. I want to preach tonight. I've just been preaching through this chapter beginning Sunday morning. And we talked about David and his speech in verses 1 through 7. And then we talked about uh, in the next verse Adino and his spear in verse number 8. And tonight we want to talk about Eleazar and his sword. And I want you to think about in this text here uh, what the scripture is emphasizing. Notice first of all his person. The name Eleazar simply means that God has helped. Amen. And Eleazar was from the tribe of Benjamin according to 1 Chronicles chapter number 8 and verse number 14 uh, he was from the tribe of Benjamin and we notice his person you know I'm interested in the fact that God at times will pin the names of men and at other times he'll leave those men silent as by their name just as we see in this chapter here God knows when to recognize somebody and he knows when not to but he also knows how and we notice his person and then we notice his parent here the Bible said that he's the son of Dodo the Ahoy and, and when you think about him tonight, he was of the tribe of Issachar. And we notice not only his parent, but his position. Uh, the Bible says, and one of the three mighty men. I mean, here is a man that is listed in the annals of Scripture tonight as being one of the mighty men. And we mentioned on Sunday how that it takes a mighty man to lead other mighty men. And the mightiest man that ever lived was the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And though David it is not a perfect type. He is a picture and a type for in this chapter here. David just like Jesus Christ he had an inner circle of three that was faithful and that stood with him in the hard times of life. And we find that Eleazar is one of those. We notice his position. And then we see his purpose. The Bible says that he was a mighty man. Notice this. With David. 
said, if you want to know what's great about Eleazar, it's the same thing that's great about Dino and all these other men. It's not the greatness with them in and of themselves, but it's who they are attached to. Amen? I'm telling you, listen, they could have fought for Saul and they would not have been remembered like they were remembered for fighting with David. And you realize tonight, there's nothing great about me and there's nothing great about you, but we are connected with somebody that is wonderful. Amen? We are connected with somebody that is great. In you and I, there is nothing but the one that we're with tonight. You see, they were mighty men with David. Amen? I'm glad tonight I can raise my hand and say, thank God I'm on the right side of Calvary. Amen? I'm glad to be identified with the Lord Jesus Christ tonight. And so we see these men, this man here, and we notice his purpose. He stood with David in the heat of the battle in 1 Samuel chapter 17 and verse number 1 or in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 there are many that stood against David but thank God for those who stood with him amen and that's what we see oftentimes in the work of God we find those that stand against Christ they stand against his cause they stand against his people they stand against his word but thank God for those that are still standing with him in the heat of the battle tonight. Amen. You see, there are those that stood against David deceitfully. Uh, they were kind to his face, but they and they honored him to his face, but they dishonored him behind his back. There were those that stood against David directly. They were bold enough to disrespect David openly. And then there were those uh, uh, that stood against David distantly. They didn't have the guts to even face David, but they stood against David on the outskirts. Uh, is that not the same way that we see it today? And what it proves uh, is that whenever people go against leadership, uh, they're really not going against me and they're really not going against you but their problem is with him. Amen. I'm telling you tonight uh, so many times people will buck leadership uh, and then they'll go down the road and join another church uh, and if they're a special singer they'll get up and sing like nothing ever happened. If they're a shouter they'll shout like nothing ever happened. And if they're a preacher they'll go on and get in ministries there like nothing ever happened. Uh, but I'm telling you when you go against God's man you go against God. Amen. And when you go against the side that's standing for right your issue is not with that leadership that's in front of you my issue is not with them but it is the one that we serve tonight amen I notice the bottom line of this text tonight is that my friend none of them had never uh, listened uh, uh, saw David from the beginning unto the end you see tonight David uh, when we come to this uh, uh, this man by the name of Eleazar he knew the David of the good times uh, but he also knew the David of the rough times amen he didn't just know the David that sat on the throne but he knew the David that was the fugitive he knew the David that was on the run from Saul you see so Sometimes some may have come into that kingdom and listen, they might have looked at David and said, well, uh, David's got it easy. David's sitting on a throne. Uh, David's running a kingdom. But David had been out in a shepherd uh, field and David had been on the battlefield and David had spent nights in a cave. Uh, you say, preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying these mighty men had a good understanding of the development of David in their life uh, and how that David was willing to bring them along uh, as God was bringing 
bringing him along and what God put in the life of David. Uh, David was careful to be a good steward uh, and to help implement the same thing in their life. Uh, is that not the way it is tonight? Uh, I mean, none of us has arrived, amen? Uh, and as we go along and serve God, as God helps us, uh, we help others along the way. Isn't that right tonight? And David was that kind of man. And when we come to Eliezer in this text tonight, here's what really got my attention. Is that Eliezer is a man that just won't quit. I mean, he fought the battle long and he fought it hard, didn't he? He fought when others had turned away, but he stayed with it. I want to preach a few minutes tonight on this subject on the leader who would not quit. The leader who would not quit. You see, tonight we need leadership on every level. I'm not talking about just a title. I'm not talking about just a position tonight. As I mentioned before, everybody is a leader in some form or fashion. Maybe you're a mother leading those children throughout the day. Maybe you're a father and you're leading your family and you're you're a husband leading your home. Uh, uh, Listen, maybe you do have some type of leadership on the job. And I'll tell you, it doesn't matter where that leadership falls. There's going to be times and there's going to be temptations that's going to want to make us quit in this walk of life. And you know there's a lot of people quitting in this hour, isn't there? I mean, this is the most fickle generation in the most fickle times that we have ever seen when people will be one way today and they'll be another way tomorrow. They'll stand strong and tall like this one day and then you can't find them the next day with a search warrant. You know why? Because we're living in a very unstable hour in a time when it's separating the men from the boys. But can I tell you tonight in the heart, of every true child of God if you have a passion and a desire to want to please him and serve him hey, something on the inside of you that says I don't know what's around to the corner and I don't know what's coming down the pipe but by the good grace of God I want to finish right I want to stay the course I want to stick with the stuff I want to cross the finish line I do not want to quit tonight hallelujah he's a leader that would not quit And I got to thinking about this a few thoughts and we'll be done. Notice with me number one tonight, he would not quit in spite of the controversy that he faced. The Bible said in verse number nine here that when they defied the Philistines. Now the Philistines were always the enemy of God. They're a picture and a type of this world. David fought Goliath only one time. He had to live with Saul in a palace many days of his life. But the Philistines would be an enemy that David would have to do battle with over and over again but I'm going to tell you God gave David the victory every single time and my friend this world tonight is not our friend the Bible said whosoever will be a friend of God is, or the friend of this world will be the enemy of God this world is the enemy of God tonight and this world system is against everything that God ever stands for it's against righteousness and it's against holiness and my friend they defy the very God that we serve tonight but we've got to be willing just like Eleazar, uh, to not quit uh, in spite uh, of the controversy that we face. Amen. Life's filled with controversy, isn't it? And I don't think as Christians we ought to run around creating controversy. 
I don't think we ought to say things and do things that stirs the pot, pokes the bear, however you want to say it. There's nothing spiritual. There's nothing about taking a stand by doing something that just causes division and causes problems. Amen. If we just stand for the truth and hold up the truth and do what is right, I'm telling you the world's going to have a problem with that tonight. Amen. There's going to be controversy. I don't want a title of controversy in my life and I don't think you want that neither. In fact, the Bible encourages us to live peaceably with all men and we ought to, we ought to live at peace but controversy is going to come and when controversy comes we just cannot quit tonight. Eleazar, he didn't quit in spite of the controversy that he faced. If you serve God and live for God any length of time you will face this controversy and what we must do is understand that it doesn't come from a brother. You say, but it may have come through them, but they may be the tool that uh, the devil is using. It may come through a family member. It may be a tool that the devil is using tonight. I'll tell you what Eleazar was able to do. He was able to recognize the enemy. And you and I in this life have to look beyond the exterior and we have to realize who it is we're really facing. We're facing the world. We're facing the flesh. uh, And we're facing the devil tonight. Uh, Those are the enemies of God. Uh, And because of that, they're our enemies. You know why? Because we're a part of his army tonight but we cannot quit because of the world the world may try and the devil may listen he may roar and the flesh may fight against us but we've got to go on in spite of the controversy that we face secondly he would not quit in spite of the cowards that fled because the Bible says here in this verse that the Philistines when they defied the Philistines that were there gathered together to battle notice this And the men of Israel were gone away. In the heat of the battle, there was a crowd that retreated. When things got heated and hard and even got hurtful, these men, you know what they did? These were brethren, but they tucked tail and they turned. I want to say tonight, in spite of the cowards that left, Eleazar kept the right spirit. He kept the right attitude. He didn't let the fallout of others cause him to lose focus and lose sight of what the king had wanted to be done. He stayed faithful in the fight. He kept pressing on. The number may have got smaller. I'm telling you, but Eliezer was determined that if he was going to die, he just assumed die on the battlefield uh, with glory in his soul. Amen. He just assumed uh, a check out of here fighting on the right side uh, as the tuck tail and go somewhere else. Uh, we may be the minority and we may not be much, uh, but thank God we are on the right side. Uh, I say, let's stay the course. Uh, let's keep on plodding on. Uh, let's keep preaching the book. Uh, let's keep going after sinners. Uh, let's keep winning souls. Uh, Let's keep taking a firm stand. Let's keep doing what's right. Let's just keep on singing and keep on shouting and keep on praising God. He's still real. Heaven is still good. Jesus is still coming. This book still works. The gospel still saves. I say keep on. Keep it on tonight. Hallelujah. Woo! Praise God. You say, but preacher, it's easier to give in. No, I think the other way. I think the more narrow it gets, Brother Josh, I think it's easier to go on. I think it's easier just to go on. You ain't got no problem being identified today. Amen. 
I'm telling you, if you believe the Bible and you believe in doing right and you believe in living right and you believe in uh, what the, the Word of God teaches, you don't have to worry about wearing a badge. Uh, there'll be enough people in this world that'll figure out who you are. Cowards that have fled. You know, the devil will always give you a reason to quit. I see it in, even when preaching gets tough. Sometimes people fall off. Y'all know what I'm talking about when a man of God's plowing and preaching and he's preaching on heaven and everybody's shouting him on but then he gets on holiness and all of a sudden he gets real quiet. It ought not get quiet just because he starts preaching on holiness uh, because we ought to believe in holiness as much as we believe in heaven. Amen. And holiness is just as much Bible as what heaven is. Amen. But you ever noticed that in a church? Uh, uh, you can preach on salvation. You can preach on the second coming. You can preach on the spirit filled life but there's a big old word. Uh, if it ever comes up in the average Baptist church they treat it like it's a curse word you say what's that? It's that word separation. Amen. But the one of the first doctrines in the Bible in the book of Genesis chapter 1 is the doctrine of separation. God separated the light from the darkness. Amen. He made a distinction between what was light and what was dark. And we are the children of light and we're to walk as children of light and we ought to say amen to separation just like we say amen to salvation. Amen. I'm telling you, it's just as much Bible, but some people fall out when the preaching gets tough. Amen. I don't mind you preaching on sin, but if you preach on their best friend's sin in church, then you got problems. Or you preach on something that gets in their row. And sometimes I've seen people, they've quit. Uh, uh, listen, they've got out, uh, when, when even in problems, when problems come. And some, uh, I've seen it even in the people. I mean, sometimes uh, uh, they let people poison them. They listen to too much. You've got to be careful about what you listen to. You cannot let your ear be a garbage can uh, for somebody to call you up once a week or twice a week uh, or once a month, whatever it be. You want to monitor or your conversations with people and if the biggest part of that conversation is complaining about other people then you ought to just be kind to them but find you another friend. Amen. You say I'm supposed to love them. Just love them from a distance. Amen. Uh, but don't hook up and let them call you every week and complain about everything going on in the church. Uh, complain about some family. Be careful about people that like to all the time criticize other people because if you listen to it long enough you know what will happen? You'll drink that poison of criticism and you'll get you a critical spirit and people you once loved you'll find yourself tainted and you say well that's their fault they shouldn't have told me that no it's your own fault because you shouldn't have listened to what was being said amen am I telling the truth tonight you say what's that got to do with getting out of the battle I'm going to tell you what it's got to do with I've watched good people in this church here's the pattern I've seen brother Turby Field and I know you have I've watched people come through the doors and join this church and I'm telling you, they're grinning like a possum. And they say something like this, man, this is the best place on planet earth. You ever heard them say that? And they're just anything I can do, preacher. Any, anything, and, they, and you know they don't know me that well when they say that. If you got anything that I can do, I got 35 things you can do. When I die, y'all probably going to say the old beggar died. But they'll say, anything I can do, preacher, anything. And boy, they'll sing in the choir. And listen, they'll sing to the top of their voice. They'll love this place. But then somebody gets a hold of them. They start going to the Mexican restaurant. Or they start having weekly phone calls. 
Or they start text messaging on a regular basis and all of a sudden, I've watched them. They lose their fire. And this is no reflection on anybody. I'm just making a point. They go from the front to the back. Now, if that's you, I am talking to you, but I'm saying, I've watched them. They quit singing in the choir. They get cynical. All of a sudden, they have problems with everybody and anybody. And before long, they, the place they love so much now, they just got to get away from it. You say, what happened to them people? Were they bad people? Not at all. They're good people. They just drank enough poison. They started believing what was being said. You see, the truth is tonight, nobody in this building perfect. And I'll tell you, starting right here in this pulpit. But I want to stay in the fight. I'm not a perfect soldier. By the grace of God, all the days of my life, I want to be a soldier. I don't want to flee when the battle gets started. It ought to be longevity in pastor and church membership, longevity in serving God. We ought to be faithful and stay. We can't leave because things get hard, because they get heated. You can't even leave because you get hurt. You say, somebody hurt me. You're just sucking up. We've all been hurt, amen? Somebody said something about me that cut me deep. Don't you think that God can heal any wound that you've got tonight? I'm telling you, when people get mad and fall out and get out of church because of somebody, else, all they're really saying to us uh, is that they were doing what they were doing for people rather than doing what they were doing for God. Amen. I'm telling you tonight, there's people they fought more battles than any of us ever thought about. They went through deeper waters and valleys that we've ever treaded through. Uh, but God's grace was sufficient uh, to keep them in the way. Uh, and they didn't go to the sideline. They stayed on the front line. Uh, I'm telling you, by the grace of God, I feel good in my soul right now. Uh, I'm telling you, by the grace of God, uh, I want to keep marching on. I want to keep pressing on. I want to stay with it. I don't ever want to turn back. I got nothing to go back to. The world offers me nothing tonight. But I got everything to look forward to. Hallelujah. Cowards that have fled. The conflict that he fought. He, he would not quit in spite of the conflict that he fought. Look what the Bible says in verse number 10. He arose. And he smote the Philistines. I thought about this, the readiness in the conflict. He arose, the realness of the conflict. You know what the realness is? The Bible said he smote the Philistines. You know what Eliezer had to do? He had to kill some things. He had to kill some people on the battlefield. You say, what are you saying, preacher? I'm saying tonight you can't quit. But in this battle, you may have to kill some things. You're going to have to get, some, to get victory. I'm telling you, the only way this soldier was going to win the battle, it was going to have to be some casualties. And it was either going to have to be on his side or the other side. And he was determined that he would not be a casualty in the work. And tonight, the conflict that he fought, the cleaving of his flesh, he would not quit in spite of the cleaving of his flesh. You see, the flesh, it got weak. It, it got weary. But thank God it got welded. Look what the Bible says there, that his, his hand was weary and his hand clave unto the sword. Now, here's a leader that wouldn't quit. And the further he fights in this battle, here's what's happening. His hand 
is getting weary. I mean, I'm telling you, if you, you took that sword tonight, I'm right-handed. If you took that sword tonight and you swing that sword around long enough, I mean, that was a heavy sword. And he was swinging that sword around. And I'm telling you, the father, the battle went. Wasn't nothing wrong with the sword. But that flesh was starting to get weary. That flesh was starting to get heavy. And that flesh, no doubt, probably wanted to, to let go. And it probably would have let go. But somewhere's in the middle of that, I would say that would be a mighty act of God. The more he used that sword, the more faithful he stayed to that sword. Guess what? He didn't even realize it. You know what was happening? That sword was getting welded to him. Amen? And I'm telling you, when the flesh wanted to quit, the truth of the matter is, uh, the sword had a hold of him now. And the sword wasn't going to let go. I'm telling you, there's been a lot of times I thought about quitting. Uh, ain't probably been a lot of times you thought about quitting. Uh, but greater is he that's in you than he that's in this world. Uh, I'm glad there's something on the inside being born again not of corruptible seed but of incorruptible by the word of God which liveth and abideth forever I'm telling you faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God the more that book you know and the more that book you read it's going to help you stay in the battle amen tonight he would not quit in spite of the cleaving of his flesh then notice this in closing he would not quit in spite of the crowd that was following. It's amazing when you come to the end of verse 10 because the Bible makes it clear that the Lord wrought a great victory. It wasn't Eleazar. It was the Lord that came to his rescue. You realize tonight any battle that we've ever won, God did it for us. The battle is the Lord's tonight, isn't it? And there's comfort in that because all I have to do is stay in the fight. He'll win the victory. And here in this text, the Bible says, look at this. The, I think these were Baptists. I don't, y'all help me with this. Because in verse number 9, the last part, they were gone away. Doesn't that sound like Baptists on a Wednesday night? Now, not y'all, but all them other people. And then the Bible says in the latter part of verse 10, the people returned, notice this, after him only to do what? Spoil. I mean, to me, that looks like a bunch of Baptists that won't come to church on Wednesday night. They won't come to church uh, for Sunday school. But when you have homecoming, they show up for the spoil. Amen. I mean, they'll just show up because it's dinner on the grounds. Amen. And they'll just be there. I mean, this crowd, uh, listen, Brother Black, they wouldn't know what you couldn't found them with a search warrant. They was nowhere to be found. But I'll tell you, when the battle was over with, when the victory was won, they showed up to help pick up the pieces. And I'm going to tell you what kind of a Christian Eleazar was here in this text. I mean, if I'd have been this uh, soldier, you know what I'd have said? I said, oh, no, you didn't fight the battle. You didn't get out there and put your life on the line. You just go back to that little cave you ran off to you go back to that village I'm not about to let you get some of the spoils uh, or not you wouldn't show up you wouldn't fight I mean this is a sorry outfit here if you just stop and think about it I'm going to tell you Elias heart he wins the battle he fights at the enemy God gives him the victory and when that crowd shows back up guess what he doesn't even get mad he says y'all come on and enjoy he lets them get it on what the, uh, the victory that had been given you say why would he do that I'm going to 
tell you why he would do that. Because he didn't fight the battle for the spoil. Amen. And he didn't fight the battle for the soldiers. It never was about them. It wasn't never about the benefits he could get on the way. He was fighting for David, friend. He was fighting for his commander in chief. He was fighting for the king that had fought for him. I'm going to tell you when the last enemy fell, the victory that was won that day, it was enough for Eleazar because if it pleased the king, then it pleased him. Hallelujah. I'll tell you this. They come get a song ready tonight. Too many people have their eyes on other soldiers today. I've never, it grieves me when I think about this. It grieves me about all the division you can see in, amongst God's people. I'm not talking about compromise tonight. But tonight, it burdens me. Because we're living in a day, and I'm not talking about ecumenicalism, and I'm not talking about compromise. I'm just talking about we need everybody that will stay with us in these days. And I think I know the devil knows that, so what he does is he tries to cause division any way that he can. Now, I, I said it Sunday. I reckon I just have to keep saying it. I don't know. I don't think you need it. I just need to say it. As far as I know, there ain't a problem in this church tonight. I mean, as far as division. But listen to me. You and I have, you and I have to, we have to be careful that we don't get sideways with somebody in the church. That we don't get hurt. If you're, if you're hurt at somebody in the church, ask yourself this question. Is it petty tonight? He said, well, how do you know if that's petty, preacher? Look at it in light of the judgment seat. Look at it in light of Calvary. And look at it in light of eternity. And ask yourself, is that, is that worth me losing the presence of God over in my church? Is that worth the church fractioning off and not being as strong as it could be or should be in my children? not getting the full benefit of what God has to offer. Is my feelings worth how somebody else has treated me when after all I've done to Jesus? You see, tonight I think that's the way a soldier has to look at things. You know, you can be, you can be gutted and wounded and bleeding, but there's still hope that you can revive. And tonight, as we stand, this was a leader just wasn't no quit in him he wasn't quitting till the battle was won till the victory was complete tonight that's what we have to do we have to make our minds up we're not quitting we're not retreating we're not going to fall out we're just going to I think for Wednesday night it's just an admonishment to us stay with it stay faithful Maybe you're discouraged tonight. Maybe you're weary just like you can still stay in this fight. Maybe you're here tonight and you say, Preacher, I'll just be honest with you. Maybe it's things in life. Or the laddie talked about that. But his spirituality is what kept him going. You may be here tonight and say, That's me. Brother Sam's going to lead a verse of this song. If you need to come and pray tonight, you just obey the Holy Spirit.